happening. <laughs> it's all happening, baby. It's all happening. <laughs> <laughs> all right, well, Ted, what's new in your world, man? Well, we get warmed up and set up. Uh, yeah, the snowboarding. Also, tomorrow night, a little nervous, going to a new barbershop. Ooh. Really? Yeah. Why the changeup? Well, it's my girl D got out of the game. She escaped the game? Yeah, man. She's going to work for uh, for a friend of hers selling nail like clippers and nail supplies because her friend like I mean it's like Asian mob stuff. Like obviously her friend like she's <laughs> she's selling these products. I don't know. I don't know if she's done for sure, but she was always like, You go to Ace Barbershop, Ace Barber Shop. I was like, Well, who am I gonna go to up there? And she's like, Calvin, my buddy Calvin. I was like, All right. And finally she goes, It's just a gay version of me. Like, like, okay, now I'm I was like, all right, now I'm in. <laughs> You're going tomorrow? Yeah, I'm going tomorrow after work. But I called up today and I was like, I don't know if they're Vietnamese too, but it sounded like the same exact <laughs> accent. I was like, all right, I'll be cool with Calvin. Good day. You are listening to a podcast. But this isn't just any podcast. Just any podcast couldn't do this. All this. What the? This is the podcast. Starring the Tits. Starring the Tits. The uh, starring the Ted Smith and Cobb. The podcast starts. You better wear a helmet now. Woo! The podcast episode two ninety one. What's up with your boy, the Ted Smith? Will be hosting this here podcast, greatest podcast in all the land. All the land. Uh, to the left of me, actually, he's to the right of me. He's always here, unless he's somewhere in Southeast Asia on two wheels. He goes by the name of Cobb. Cobb, what's going on? Shares the podcast rebounding early in today's trading from an all time winter low. Analysts from Goldman, Merrill, and Deutsche Bank upgraded shares from sell to strong buy on the back of a renewed energy from the boys heading into the first spring of the decade. Will MCTP finally get that perfect tan? We'll find out at 6.30. All right, back there, get the studio all set up. Uh, man in the wheels is still getting water out here, I see, which is good. We're all staying hydrated. Matt Comer, the producer, MCTP. What's up, Matt? Hey, Ted. How you doing, man? Excellent. It's light <laughs> out. All right, so... <clears throat> Obviously, a lot of people that listen to this podcast are in Seattle. But for those of you that aren't, I have to explain the scene a little bit with the uh, coronavirus thing. I'm going to leave names out. We were supposed to have a guest tonight. But uh, honestly, across the street, there's been a confirmed case. So yesterday, I find out the place across the street had a confirmed case of coronavirus. Before I go any farther, how strange were those phone calls I had to give you guys last night? <laughs> talking about that on the, when we were downstairs. <laughs> All right. For people listening, you don't really think of Ted as an official guy, I'm sure. But he calls me up. We've been friends for, what, like 10 years? Yeah. Calls me. We, you know, we've been like all over the place together and gone through some, some highs and some lows. He calls me up in his most official voice and he's like, Aaron, which is my first name. <laughs> Never uses it. He's used it three times. Aaron, I have to ask you if you're comfortable coming into the building to do the podcast tomorrow because of the recent findings of coronavirus in the area. <laughs> I was just like, dude, I, I honestly can't tell if you're if you're f***ing with me right now or if you're serious. Well, that was the thing. Like, I had just gotten the talk from our boss before I left here. So I got home and I was like, well, wait a minute. I'm kind of in charge of these guys. I'm bringing them in. And I was like, look, I, I think we're fine. But if, God forbid, something had happened to you guys, I was like, just need to give you the heads up. It's been a confirmed case across the street. Well, and that's what's great. At the end of our conversation, so he basically, like, covers his ass, right? And I'm like, yeah, I'm good. And he's like, okay, you're good. All right, we're good. And I was like, but honestly, this conversation probably should have been in writing. I'll see you tomorrow. <laughs> that was how we ended it. I know, was it you or Matt? Matt goes, what was the other question? I, go, I don't know. I guess that was the only one. Yeah. Do you, I need to physically hear you say yes. Yeah, that's what he said. Do you consent? <laughs> I, 
I didn't think someone died, but if you called to tell me someone died, that's probably how the beginning of the phone call would have gone. Correct. (laughs) Are you sitting down? Yeah. Well, I mean, look, I'll be honest with you, right? Like, you see all the stuff going on, but, you know, like, when I have that conversation with our bosses, like, hey, just so you know, like, you know, this or that, we need to come up with plans. They, you know, they've been closing buildings. Like, I walked home, and then I started freaking myself out. So I was like, what if they put the whole city on quarantine? I don't have enough food for two weeks. I think I was talking to you guys about this. Yeah. Like, yeah. I got to go buy rice and beans. And Same. I'm, I'm about to say I have a new, had a new rice maker show up today, actually. I was going to buy it anyway, but shout out Zojirushi. <laughs> but, yeah, so for people who don't know, with Seattle, things are a little more, inte- more tense than places. Like, I was just in Palm Springs. No one even mentioned coronavirus. But in Seattle, things are a little tense. All the tech workers are staying home. You know, Amazon, right, Microsoft. were in from coronavirus in the States were in King County. Actually, in my hometown. Uh, <laughs> shout out Juanita and uh but yeah so you know things are a little bit tense here in the city no one's freaking out but the streets are a little more empty than usual I would say the shelves are definitely cleared of Purell and uh Dawn dish soap and stuff like that and people are slightly on edge and there's just there's not as many people in the streets so you that's know. the thing like a lot of the national reports are saying like it's I wouldn't call it a ghost town but it is noticeable like just yeah. traffic Oh, yeah. I saw that headline, and like I know it got blown out of proportion, but today when I was walking down Ballard Avenue, it was a ghost. I saw like five people, and like it was, you know, 11 on a Tuesday or whatever. I've walked down that street at that time before. There's usually some level of activity, and this was like turned all the way down to, to zero, and I was like, whoa, I feel like I'm in a movie. Yeah, let's say 40 to 60% drop in the number of people around. Yeah, and yeah. I feel bad for all the businesses, like bars and restaurants. Mm-hmm. Like, I saw a restaurant today that I know in Belltown that's just like, we got to close. Like, yeah. there's too many cancellations for big, it's a place that would have, like, big groups for brunch and everything. Mm-hmm. And they're like, we got to close. Like, we can't we can't afford to stay open. Oh, yeah, we've given out probably three or four grand in refunds already. People having events that they had to cancel. Oh, my goodness. Right. Wow. And then the other thing, too, is you think about it, like, bartenders make cash. But also, anybody that's ever worked, if you've been a hairdresser or a bartender or whatever, when you make cash, it... It is hard to go deposit that cash. <laughs> Seriously, it just it's is. True. And yeah, a lot of times, cash, it, right, cash gets spent. So a lot of these people are really suffering. So I'd say at this point, if you can hear my voice in Seattle area, like you have a bar or a place you like to get, like go, give them some business. Yeah, that's why I went to get Asian food today because for some reason people are equating Asian food with coronavirus in the same, but they're not equating like. Yeah, I saw a tweet like you know about like just because Italy has coronavirus doesn't mean you're avoiding the Olive Garden, you know. So, anyway, <laughs> now, like, and that's just being a dumb. Yeah. Honestly, that's just being dumb and racist. Yeah, so that's what I'm saying. I'm going out of my way to patronize Asian businesses, but you know, it's like because they are seeing a big drop. We have a couple of them down in Pike Place, and I've talked to the owners, you know, and like it's substantial. And so, yeah, I would say. Well, how's the market look? Oh, the market's, uh, yeah, it's a ghost town. I mean, I'd say probably 20% of our usual traffic. I talked to a couple of vendors, and they said this is the slowest slowest Saturday they had ever seen. They've been there for 35 years. Whoa. Wow. Honestly, our business was reasonably busy, but I was down there on Saturday and, or Friday and, Saturday, and Friday and Sunday. Right, so that's the thing I'm trying to paint the picture for people that, like, aren't here. Like, it, it is noticeable. Oh, yeah. And, like, I don't know. You start kind of just thinking about stuff because you see what's going on in Italy right now. Like, that whole country's closed. Well, and, yeah, and you extrapolate it out, you know, um, Seattle, I mean, most people don't realize this, but we get uh, over a million people who take cruises out of Seattle a year. That business has really expanded up from only 900 people in 99 
Now we have over a million every Whoa. year. And so there's, you know, about six cruise ships that run out of here, cruises up to Alaska. And so most of those cruises now are going to be getting canceled. People, you know, um, scaling back their plans. Uh, South by Southwest has been canceled. Coachella just got moved today to October. Did you know South by Southwest has a thing for teachers in the beginning of the week? What, what of the mean? festival? Oh, yeah, it's a two-week festival. Yeah, I just found that out because somebody I know was uh, supposed to go. It oh, got yeah. canceled. Yeah, there's a whole digital conference. Oh, he's not going? No. Oh, dang. Well, I'm not going to shout him out. but <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I talked to him yesterday, and he's like, yeah, I got canceled. I was like, oh, I did not realize it was part of the festival. And he was like, yeah. I was like, Yeah, oh. he texted me for some barbecue recommendations. Yeah, I was like, dang. Dang. Uh, right, South by Southwest is massive. They postponed Coachella and Stagecoach today, which a lot oh, of things- Oh, Stagecoach too? Yeah. A lot of things are moving to October, which I don't know. Like, it's just up in the air right now. Yeah, it's going to be a big hit. It sounds like, too, it's going to last a while because of the incubation period. And so what they're trying to do right now is to flatten the curve. So if... You know, if everyone who gets it isn't getting isn't showing symptoms for four days, you can spread it to a lot of people. So it can spread through the population very quickly. And obviously, the for most people, you don't really need to be scared. It'll be like a you know a light flu. But the problem is you'll spread it to people who are susceptible, like elderly people or you know infants and things like that. And so what they're trying to do is by having people wash their hands, they're trying to slow the curve or flatten the curve down so not everyone gets it at once and peaks out the hospitals. So if you're able to flatten that curve and make it, make exposure happen over a longer time range, then our emergency services are able to deal with it. And so that's really the main goal of trying to wash your hands and avoid public spaces. Well, but, that's the thing, too, in the states. I mean, they got to get more testing kits out. Like, it's going to spike, I think, before it starts going down, just the number of cases. Mm-hmm. And shout out Bill Gates. He, he called this five years ago and said, look, we're not prepared for a pandemic. And, you know, luckily, I mean, you pro- people probably don't want to hear this right now, but luckily this is a pretty benign virus as far as viruses go. There's some ruthless ones out there. And this one for most people is going to equate to, you know, a light flu. And of course there's been, you know, a decent number of deaths. Is it 3% or so um, have is died? It still three? I don't know if it's gone up. <laughs> but you have to remember that that's 3% of the people who felt bad enough to go get tested at a hospital. So one, there's not a lot of test kits. And two, you have to be feeling pretty bad to go into a hospital for an illness. So a lot of people got it and never went into a hospital, it's safe to assume. So, you know, it's bad, but this is this honestly could be kind of like when you get a forest fire um, and it clears out some of the underbrush instead of, you know, waiting and trying to control all those fires and then having a massive, massive fire that really wipes stuff out. So, you know, could be a blessing in disguise here, but we'll see. Yeah. It, I, I mean, that's the other problem. I'm just not sure what to think. Because you read, it seems like there's two sides to everything. I know, we talked about this last night, but it's like, some people are like, you got to panic. Other people are like, do not, do not panic. There's nothing wrong. It's just, <laughs> and then Italy's like, yo, we're closed. <laughs> yeah, like, I mean, seriously. and I can't keep going back to this as a sports person, but it's what, like, I get that you close the country, which should be the biggest deal. But I'm just like, they're not playing the Serie A, their top flight football league, for a month. I just can't move past that. Like, that is such a massive deal. <laughs> That's like if the NFL took a month off. Correct. And the NFL just said, all right, no games for a month. Whoa. Yeah, that is kind of wild. And for what's worth, just real quick, I didn't want to equate burning underbrush to people dying. I'm just saying that having a virus that's not that bad now may make us take pre- pre- preparation for a large, a more intense virus more seriously in the coming years. So when that thing does come out and it's ripping through people like an H1N1 or something like that, 
you know, some crazy super bug that we're ready for it. That was my point. Yeah, dude, it's crazy that they're not playing games, but I mean, I get it. It makes sense. Yeah. Good clarification. Yeah, I just was like, someone's going to hear that and be like, dude, come on. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, look, these are people's lives. About... <laughs> it is the truth, though. I never knew about controlled burns until the last <laughs> few years where you have all these crazy ones. And people are like, yes, they like, I know in California, they stopped doing controlled burns. Right. And that's so why they just had that like massive tinder, building fire. up, building up, building up. Yeah, fuel. Exactly. It's all yeah. fuel underbrush building up because nature has, you know, natural burns. But with us, with roads and things, we have natural fire lines that keep those widespread burnoffs from happening. And those birds are actually a key part of the ecosystem in the forest um, because some plants only germinate when there's a fire, for instance. But yeah. And, uh, you know, when you wait a long time to have a burn and then you have one, it burns a lot hotter. And the issue with that is it actually burns off the topsoil, which is full of nutrients. I don't know why I know a lot about this, but anyway, the point is sometimes, you know. Episode 291, Fear Cast. Yeah, things of silver linings. Did you say Fear Cast? Yeah, Fear Cast. If this doesn't get you, the fire will. <laughs> Prepare yourself. Yeah, and you just think about different stuff, like, like right? <laughs> Or the financial collapse. <laughs> oh, my gracious. Yeah, the financial collapse. I mean, there's a lot of stuff. I saw Italy is saying, hey, basically, you don't have to pay your mortgage since you can't go yep. to work and make money. Yeah, I know. I saw that. Who's? I wonder who's footing that bill. By the way, move all your money to the podcast. Shares <laughs> of the podcast are skyrocketing. Trust me. <laughs> yeah, and then, Matt, you said at the gym you have some clients. Now, granted, a lot of your clients are, are uh, a different, older generation. Yeah, I do work with uh, a lot of, uh, I guess you could call them elderly people. I just think of them as my friends in their 80s and uh, 90s. And, <laughs> you know, yeah, they, uh, yeah, some of, they're still coming in, most of them. I also work at two retirement communities down the street, and but one I'm a contractor on, and they won't let me go in because they're, like, canceling all that. But the other one I'm actually on paper as an employee, and I can still go in there. But, uh, yeah, there's a lot of precautions being taken at those places, which is, like, where I'm like, okay, cool, I get this. This is one of the... Right, you're in the I, the at-risk group. Yeah. How's yeah. the regular gym? Dude, it was pretty I quiet. I can't tell at mine, because it's generally pretty quiet in there to begin with. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty quiet today. Um, before that, I hadn't really noticed it a ton. But, uh, yeah, people are uh, wiping down the equipment on their own a lot more... Uh, Diligently, which I think is uh, cool to see. <laughs> like, this is what it takes, guys. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I mean, it's like, I I love it because there's not a ton of people everywhere and the equipment's cleaner than it's ever been. So I'm like, oh, this is a great time for me to be in here. But <laughs> not all my clients are showing up. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It's just it's just strange. So are you panicking? Are you feeling not panicked at all? Are you somewhere in between? I'm kinda what's, the, in what's the Ted Smith household? I mean... Look, I'm good right now. I mean, I got I got five roll, big rolls of toilet paper. <laughs> and it's funny. I mean, I'm not trying to make light of things, but it's funny with the toilet paper. I keep telling people, like, look, if I run out of toilet paper, worst case scenario, I'll poop and then I'll shower. Yeah. Like, right, to me, my big fear is just last night is I was just like, wait a minute. What if legit the city is shut down for two weeks? Like, eh, number one, do I have enough food? Number two, do I have beer? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right? I started going through everything, like, Oh, I just gonna be drinking like random bottles of red wine and eating cans of tuna like one per day because I gotta ration it out, dude. You also could solve that problem with a bidet. I was gonna yeah. say, yeah, 
how long have I been championing that? This is why. Yeah, one one case of toilet oh. paper of four rolls. I don't even know. That probably gets me through like a, a financial quarter. <laughs> yeah, it goes well, slow. And when you're a dude, like I was saying this the other day, like I toilet paper lasts a while in my house. But when you have people over, especially women, like they just they got to use it Whoa. every time. Shots fired. Well, I mean, Shots unless, fired. Unless they don't want to wipe. <laughs> I just don't know a lot of us that are wiping off our junk after we pee. Nope. Hey, man. You've said it. <laughs> <laughs> or if you just have more people, it's just more pooping. That's true. Speaking of women annoying you, <laughs> I read an article today. It was pretty funny. That was like, can we talk about relationships and the strain going on on them right now? Yeah, think about it. You're used to your routine. You get up, do whatever, your wife, girlfriend, your husband, whatever, they go do their thing. You guys have your own morning routines. Now everybody's working from home. <laughs> it's just both of you there. Yeah, just dealing with each other. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I read, I read this article on Pro Bible. It was pretty funny. But it's the honest to God truth. Like, I didn't think I was like, that would be strange. I mean, because even you hear from retired people, right, that are married. Like, I don't know. I, I got to get another job. Is it just me and, you know, just the two of us now? Like, you're not used to spending that much time together. Huh. That much time with anyone, I think it's tough. Yeah, right? I mean, that's one of the issues I always have at Burning Man. It's just like, it's just like, oh, you, like at a certain point, like, you're just with those people for a whole week in the Is desert. Is this about me? You can just say me by name. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, we didn't even see each other much at Burning Man this year, I feel no. like. No. Uh, <laughs> but I'm just saying, like, that's always an issue for me. That's why I'm always very careful about who I want to hang out with, because I'm like, dude, that I would kill that person by the end of the week. Well, yeah, I'm with you. It's like... It's like the difference between uh, um, codependence and interdependence. And I think the ideal relationship, you know, codependence obviously is toxic for a bunch of reasons, but uh, situations like that, I feel like, expose it faster. Or if you have interdependence, you know, you rely on each other, but you also have independent lives outside of that. And so, yeah, I think I think it's going to, you know, it's going to expose some people. The tide's going out. We're going to see who's swimming naked. We're going to well, see like, what, bad, what relationships only exist, only look good on Instagram. Right, it's like the old adage, right? You really want to know how good your relationship is, like take a vacation together. Yeah. <laughs> right? I think we've all been through this, right? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the good and the bad, yeah. Yeah, like you vacation with somebody, like you're, you're getting it. You're <laughs> getting it. Dude, you're, you're damn right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm thinking about it like, yeah, I've had some bad trips with people. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and man, truth be told, you're pretty easy to travel with too. So like, it takes a lot, you know. <laughs> oh man, I, I was just thinking about that. There's just a ton of people. And then I have another friend, and they were just they were like me, kind of a, like a single person for a long time. And they were like, "Yeah, it was tough getting back in a relationship and then moving in with this person." And they work from home, so I just heard that like two weeks ago. And now when I read that article today, I was like, "Oh yeah, there's a lot of people who, you know, it's just it's just your routine." Like for me, I'm tough in the morning. Because I'm used to getting up, and there's nobody there. If anybody's talking to me, it's, you know, somebody from Sports Center, <laughs> right? You know what I mean? Like, even if I go work out with Osiris, like, I ain't getting there till 9.30. Like, I've been up, moving around, kind of, you know, had a cup of coffee. But, yeah, I, I'm brutal in the mornings. Yeah, I'm the opposite. I'm, like, easy in the mornings, but, like, as, like, you know, as it starts to get late at night, I'm like, all right, I'm, I'm done with this day. I'm ready to shut it down. But, yeah, that being said, I've only ever lived with someone of the opposite sex like who I was dating for ten days, that was all I could handle. <laughs> yeah, I mean, even my last girl, the like, truth, man, she spent a lot of time I at know. my place and basically lived. But there was just certain times where it'd be like, 
I mean, it sounds like that funny meme, you know, we're like, wonder what he's thinking about, but I always be like, no, like, I just need a day alone. Like, for what? Like, right? I do it with my friends, right? Like, how often have you heard me being like, Sunday night, 5 p.m., get out of here. You know what I mean? That's TED time. That's prime <laughs> TED time. I need you to be chilling. <laughs> Trying to recuperate before the week. Yeah, right. I hear. It. I know, and it and it and it changes the dynamic. Like when they have their own place to go back to, it doesn't put as much pressure on. Like they're there. It's like okay, they're hanging out, but like they could leave at any time. But then, like when they truly don't, whew, different ball game. Different ball game. Yeah, it's completely different, man. Mm-hmm. Just like, can I get a breath? <laughs> I don't know why I'm so upset about it. I haven't had a serious girlfriend in years. Like I'm. <laughs> well, dude, you were the one who was like warning everyone about cuffing season. Which, by the way, I got to drop that the other day. Someone's like, people were talking about something, and they're like, "Aaron, do you know what cuffing season is?" I'm like, "I do actually." <laughs> dude, Coors Light. So Coors Light. First of all, I enjoy a Coors Light. I'm a Miller Light guy, but Coors Light comes in number two often. That and shout out to Rainier. Uh, so Coors Light. I like their new ad campaign, which is just straight up. Like, look, we're light beer. So one of it is just like one dude sitting in the living room eating breakfast in his robe and another dude comes out in his robe and they just like, he just like hands him a beer like, yeah, sure, it might be 10 a.m., but we're Coors Light. You could have one. Yeah, it happens. So the new one I like is this girl and it's her dog and the dog gets on the couch and they get all comfy and she like cracks it and it's like the unofficial beer of not like something like, it's making fun of cuffing season and it says cuffing season, but the whole joke is like she's just chilling with her dog having a beer. Like she don't need to be a part of that either. Yeah, just relax. The unofficial beer for chilling out at home. Yeah, because yeah. I, I do feel like that's very anti Budweiser ad because Budweiser is always like, go out, celebrate the night, like cheers and with friends. Yeah, and it's like, look, I well, I was about to say I'm a bad example. Like I drink beers in a nightclub, but for the most part, nightclub is not a huge beer environment. Well, and also, you know, I feel like the bigger, you know, people more often are at their house watching Netflix, and if you're positioning yourself as like, yeah, we're the chill at home and drink alone beer, you know, there's probably a bigger market for that. Yeah. Yeah, and I get it. Some people like cocktails. I always feel weird mixing a cocktail by myself. It's That's like doing, fair. It's I'm like more of a cocktail guy, but I don't really do them at home. Yeah, it's like doing a shot by yourself. You know what <laughs> that I, mean? I weirdly actually do. I'll take like a shot before I leave the house. Like if I'm going to something. That's fair. Yeah. Yeah. Or like, I don't know, if somebody, like if you, if my cousin calls me and goes, hey, we're doing a shot coast to coast. Like, all right. But like, I'll sit at home and drink beer. So just, I don't oftentimes think about, you know what, fuck it, I'm going to pour a shot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and I feel like when people are doing like a glass of alcohol at home after work, like a glass of liquor, <clears throat> excuse me, that was not a Corona cough. Um, you didn't use yeah. your forearm either, dude. Poor that, form. Dude, I'm a hermit, man. I don't even come in contact with regular people. What? That's how people are doing it now? That's how everybody should have been doing it forever. But people always cough in their hand. It's like, that does nothing because you're going to use that hand to touch stuff later. That's so you got to use your forearm. People are finally learning how to correctly do this stuff. How do I cough, Ted? Just tell me, <coughs> tell me how to cough. See? That coffin, and also anybody that's ever worked in a bar or restaurant is like shocked now. Like, oh, you need to wash your hand for 20 seconds? Like, everybody knew that. Yeah. <laughs> Not that I did it all the time, full disclosure. <laughs> you guys have a song you're singing while you're washing your hands? I do not. I just count old school. Jesus, you're like Taryn. What? Well, like, we had a whole segment today about songs you could use. Like, I'm a happy, happy birthday, birthday guy. twice guy. Yeah. And then Taryn, I go, Taryn, what song do you use? She goes, I just count. Like an adult. Yeah, like, <laughs> all right. Screw you guys. Matt, what song are you singing in your head? Uh, right now, Bum Rush by Body Count. They put out a new album For on washing Friday. your hands. Yeah, I had that stuck oh. in my head while I was washing my hands, too. I don't know what the 22nd mark is. I was kind of just had it stuck in my head, and I was also kind of like, yeah, I mean, I don't know. Uh, it was probably about 20 seconds. I knew it was going to be something aggressive. Dude, the new Body Count <laughs> body is count. so sick. I didn't even... 
Dang it. I didn't even know Ice-T was still... I didn't know Body Count still put out music. Yeah. Yeah, I love their last album. The new one uh, has some bright spots. I don't know if it's as strong start to finish as Bloodlust was, but uh, that's just like... I mean, that that's a high bar to set, but I'm enjoying it, and that song, Bomb Rush, is my favorite, because they just like say body count over and over again and I'm like fuck yeah that's my favorite band have you seen them? I have a lot them? of favorite bands I know no I have not but I'm hoping they're going to be here this summer there's a lot of show announcements coming and they have a new album to support but so does Hatebreed uh, and it would be dope if they came on this at the same time uh, on the same like tour through Without, you know, they they have these metal tours. I mean, it's tours. tough right now, too, to announce a tour. You know, Pearl Jam postponed their U.S. dates. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, I don't, I don't, you know, I don't, if you're going to announce a tour, like, I don't know that you want to announce it right, right now. Right, so we'll see. But this year, uh, Lamb of God, Hatebreed, and Body Count all have new records come out or coming out. So I'm very excited. Nice. All right, so a little backstory. I watched a movie on Netflix called Shot Caller. Basically, the story of the movie is uh, this guy is like a like a business professional or whatever, gets a driving home drunk, kills his buddy or whatever, so he's got to go to jail, right? But it's Cali- in his car. Yeah, he's driving. Okay. He's uh, so he goes to jail, and it's California, so it's like I guess state prison. They're all the same. Either way, he turns out he he has to click up with a gang. Blah blah blah. But I've been watching this. I watched this jail movie. I was very into it. So. <clears throat> Cobb over here. By the way, I have allergies right now, which <laughs> you know how hard it is not to touch your face and then not touch your face with an allergy? Yeah, that's like bad my, timing. My nose just itches. My eyes are just itching, like on fire. <laughs> For people who are listening at home, Ted's trying to wipe his face with the inside of his elbow right now, and his whole <laughs> argument's falling apart. <laughs> it is. Bro, you just water. coughed right there. Oh. Yeah, dude. Now you're wiping it on your face. You're not supposed to touch your face, bro. <laughs> just trying to follow the rules here. Yeah, but you're coughing and then putting it on your face. All right, it's like hey, you're trying to get sick. Just stop coughing your hand, bro. <laughs> Did you see Seth Rogen's tweet? No. He was like, I didn't realize basically all I do all day is touch my face. It's amazing. In the no, last two weeks, I've realized how much I touch my face, touch my beard, even just like, just like, oh my God. <sighs> so this movie's shot caller, right? Like I'm obsessed, you know, it, it's kind of campy, but whatever. The prison scenes are very real. So then Cobb gets back in town. I have uh, the extra set of keys to his house. Do you have those with you? Oh, I forgot to bring them. All right. So then last week he texted me and he's like, hey, man, can I come by and grab the keys? He's like, not right now. I'm not there. Come by this time in the morning. He's like, what if I come by at 6 a.m.? And I was like, I'll hide them. <laughs> Shank style. Right. So I'm not going to say where I hit them, but they like that's what I wanted to get to. I hit it legit like a shank, like <laughs> covered up with stuff, <laughs> like in wrapped wax in wax paper. paper. It's like second whatever from the left. Like, All right. <laughs> I like, too, that somebody was with you and they were like, is he really behind that like a yeah, shank? Yeah, they even commented on it. <laughs> I was like, yeah, man. I know. It was, it was pretty funny. Oh, but I was I, did, I was telling Cobb, I go, you have no idea. I had a few beers, went home to hide that thing. I was so pleased with myself. But nobody, you know, like, you got to know what you're looking for. Like, <laughs> I could be in prison stabbing people. Like. <laughs> Dude, you know how they make shanks out of toilet paper now? Think that seriously would... about that. What? Toilet paper pounded into a hard enough shank to kill someone. Toilet paper. Unbelievable. How if I was in prison, I feel like I'd be like the winemaker or like I'd be making some sort of illicit substance. Have we asked how long we think we would last in prison? Well, what kind of prison? No, I, we haven't. I don't know the kind we're making toilet paper shanks. I mean, are we talking about like a, I mean, you're going to have to believe me, but are we, are we talking about like a, a, a white collar resort prison or like a federal pounding the ass? 
prison. That's from Office Space. That is from Office Space. Space. I just watched that the other day. So good? Yeah. Uh, I think we're talking what happened to this guy. State prison, you got to do four years. But it's all together. Walla Walla, the state pen? Yeah. I'm with you, man. I don't know. Four years? (laughs) I don't know if I can make it four years. At five years, I'm fleeing the country and never coming back. Four years? I feel like I could ride four years out. That's a long time. Could could I survive? Uh, Probably not. If unless I'm like doing people's taxes or something, I feel like that's my move. Is just like, hey, I'll help you with I'll help you with your appeal, you know, and do your taxes. <laughs> I will like say that. this: if you ever think about committing crimes or whatever, watch this movie, Shot Caller, because the jail scenes are so realistic, it will scare the it scared the crap out of me, dude. That always, dude. Every time I feel like if there's any any like uncertainty about an action, I just watch some movie where there's like five minutes of people in prison. I'm like, no, I'm just not built for prison. But it's funny you said that about doing the taxes because that's one of the lines. They're like. Yeah, you can hang out with us, but you got to put in work. And none of this, you know, bullshit doing taxes or whatever. You're going to put in real work in here. I was like, hey, man, you guys need to pay your taxes. What do you want me to do? <laughs> what, what would you do, Ted? What would be your prison job? I mean, ideally, from what I can tell of watching prison movies, I'd like to work either in the kitchen or the library. Oh, I was talking about, like, how you get by, not what the prison assigns you. Oh, simple. It's against everything in my oath and me as a human, but uh, I'm going to join, you know, probably a, a skinhead gang, like the Aryan Brotherhood. Just click up. And then you're just... I, I mean, I don't... Everybody, everything I could tell, you have to join somebody to live. Totally. I meant like, like, I feel like everyone in that group has a role. You know what I mean? Like some guys like smuggling in drugs and other guys like, you know, dividing up, like, what is it called? Like ramen noodles, whatever. Some guys are just like, I don't know. There's different like roles i guess maybe i'm wrong this movie's so realistic at this point i never thought i'd say this i guess i'll keister stuff for people <laughs> bring it around the yard i just I mean, <laughs> <laughs> like the whole that <laughs> that's what i was looking for dude you're yeah. a mule yeah the I'll mule see. you need to get it out to the yard call it ted <laughs> get yeah. tiny out here yeah, yeah i'm here <laughs> Matt, I doubt you can top that, but what's your, what's your present job? Dude, man. <laughs> just right, I, I don't even know when I'm in there yet. I've already clicked up, and I'm just like, yeah, I'll, I'll keister it. So, <laughs> I got you. <laughs> How many baggies? <laughs> Jesus. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just picturing you and yourself getting it out. And you're just like, ah! I'm running out of toilet paper. <laughs> you got nothing? Man, I, I got I, band up the old uh, caboose. Right. Yeah, I'm over here doing people's taxes and winning appeals, man. Yeah, I, that's taxes. the thing. I don't. My skill set is helping people get jacked. Like that's there's a term for it called prison strong. Like everybody's already got that covered. I don't think I'd last a week in there. Dude, maybe you could get into like tatting people or something. You got any artistic ability? Absolutely not, but that would be fun. I feel like I'd <laughs> I'd like to learn a new skill in there, but I don't know if that's the best environment. Oh, like yeah. I'm in a very I'm in a growth phase. I'm reading a book called Mindset. Like I could go in, like I'd like to make the shanks that mind. Ted's gonna keister out to the place. Yeah, I don't think you oh. wanna mess up someone's face tat. I don't think oh man, I didn't think about the shanks and all that. What? I figured we'd just smuggle those out another way. I was thinking about <laughs> just like drugs and stuff. Yeah, that's our cell phone. Yeah, a cell yep. phone. <laughs> Jesus, 
I mean, are we talking like one of those old Nike Nokia phones, or are we yeah, talking course, like course. you know yeah. S seven or something? No, the standard Nokia. Everybody had one. It's a little box. It's got a big, but it's actually about Pro? the same size as some turds. Yeah. <laughs> like now, my my boy Tyne will get a Galaxy Pro in here. You need an iPad? I got you. Right, I got the guy. <laughs> Where did you get a Sega Genesis? <laughs> <laughs> Yo, I ordered two controllers. (laughs) (laughs) There's only three games. (laughs) God, I'm such a weird person. I had so much fun hiding the keys like a shank, but also I am so afraid of ever having to hide a shank. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) All right. uh, (laughs) Want to read some emails? Yeah, let's do it. Uh, hey boys, greetings to the greatest podcast in all the lands. All, all the, the land. land. In regards to the recent cop topic, 10 out of 10 movies, I have a few movie suggestions I'd love to recommend, but nobody has ever seen. One, Animal Kingdom, a gritty Australian crime drama which inspired the TNT show of the same name. Two, Moon, a sci-fi movie starring Sam Rockwell and directed by David Bowie's son, which is actually pretty great. You know, David Bowie had that one movie, Labyrinth, that was pretty good. Uh, three, Everybody Wants Some, uh, made by the same director of Days and Confused, and it's about a college baseball player partying through his first weekend. Hope you guys enjoy them. Cheers. Mikey Dubs. P.S. Since Cobb and Matt mentioned uh, watching some uh, effed up S on Netflix, uh, let me know if you need any recommendations. I host a true crime podcast, so I know pretty much all the good stuff in the genre. I like it. I just watched uh, part of the brand new... um, What's that called? Unabomber thing today, Mikey. Pretty pretty solid. I didn't watch that one. Did this you one on the Unabomber? Yeah. Who who recommend was that you that recommended the seven five? No, that's Jeets. That was Jeets. Yeah. I we have gotten a lot of feedback on that. Oh really? Yeah, yeah. it was so good. I still haven't seen it. Did oh. I actually put that officially in my notes? You gotta watch it. I don't that think one. I did because uh, It's so good. Oh man. Yeah. I'm telling you, and Shot Caller, that prison movie, like, watch that movie, dude, because it takes turns and stuff that you're just like, what? All right, I need those recos again after the podcast, then, because I'm not going to put them in my notes right now. Uh, oh, that is a real long one. Um, let me try to skim through this. Greens the Grace podcast and all the land. All the land. Uh, finally caught up. First off, the image of Ted stalking bucks with a bow is fantastic. <laughs> I picture him all camoed up, face paint and all, but then for some reason still wearing fresh J's, and of course, they're bright white. Uh, my 10 out of 10 <laughs> movie that no one knows is Thanks Killing. The tagline is... Gobble, gobble, motherfucker. <laughs> it's about a mutated turkey that kills teens. Uh, also, their budget, was, teens. their budget was only $400. Instant classic. <laughs> Things in a bar that makes me know that this place is, uh, that this is my place, uh, is looking at the staff. I want the cook to be brown, fat, and sweating profusely. Uh, if the cook checks all those boxes, get the Reuben sandwich because he's going to take the time to uh, lather the sauerkraut in with the pastrami, uh, he knows and appreciates a good sandwich. For the bartender, I want him bald with a beard and tattoos. If the bartender meets those criteria, get something fancy. He can handle he can handle it. Otherwise, get a beer. <laughs> uh, D Rock from Marysville. P.S. Ted, I'm joining your quest to do a pull up. Oh, nice. That is dope. Yeah, uh, I'm trying to think. Uh, I don't mind. I, I don't mind like a middle aged uh, woman bartender either. She's been there a while. She's tough, hard of gold, but rough around the edges. Dude, and I'll say this, this is going to sound bad, but since he was describing them physically, I would say nice rack, couple of tattoos. Oh, yeah. I mean, I feel like, yeah. Yeah, you know, exactly. Yeah, there's like, there is a, a bartender stereotype. And like, those <laughs> girls know what they're doing. 
don't know. I feel bad saying that, but it's the truth, man. <laughs> no, I'm thinking of like three right now. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Okay, thank you. That like it's a type for sure. And that's why I was like, ah, like, kind of objectifying, but like people who know bars, they know that bartender. Uh, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, no, yeah. I know. Yeah. Like, I'm, right? It I'm, sounds bad, but I'm thinking of so many. I'm just like, don't say that name. Don't say that name. But, yeah. But yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, gentlemen, belated entry to the 10 out of 10 movies question. It's a documentary, but check out Pandora's Promise. Uh, I don't want to give away too much, so I'll just say it's about nuclear power, and it will blow your mind. No pun intended. Last I checked, it's on Prime Streaming for free. As always, LARP on and C-Town. What? Carson, the lawyer. Nice. Uh, what did I just finish? I, I'm through all the Narcos now. I've been watching movies on Netflix a lot lately. Oh, yeah. I watched kind of a crappy one last night with Mark Wahlberg. That Post Malone. Yeah. I haven't watched it yet. I'm glad you said crap because now I'm not going to waste my time. I like Post Malone, though. Yeah, that's part of the reason I watched it. The action scenes are good. It's just like, it's not enough of a buddy comedy, and I don't know if it's enough of an action movie. See, it's kind of in between. I wasn't sure we wanted to be. Yeah, I gotcha. Uh, Drew Brokenshire sent us our yearly reminder for Skydive Toledo. Love it. Oh, yeah. And I think we might have Drew in next week. Probably should ask. I know, Matt, we've talked about it. Probably should ask you about that. What about him? We might just tape on Wednesday. Oh, yeah, that's uh, probably fine. Let's talk after. I think that'll work for me. <clears throat> uh, to the greatest podcast in all the land. All, all the, the land. land. Seriously, you guys rock. Thank you. Oh, Thanks. nice. That's uh, it? That's the, that's the Oh, it looks like you sent another one directly after. Uh, two of my favorite <laughs> Just bars. Just kidding, I'm drunk. <laughs> Suck it, Ted. And we're back. <laughs> two of my favorite bars in the world are in Shelby, Montana. One is the Oil City, which is a total dive with a pool table and some of the best people on earth hanging out and buying everybody drinks. It rocks. The other bar in Shelby is the Montana Club, which has a lot of bikers and slutty chicks, and my friend happens to own it. So when I'm back in Shelby on vacation, I like to hang out there. It's fun as heck. Someday we'll meet up. Until then, keep spreading the inspiration. Hmm. Shelby. That also reminds me of Thomas Shelby. Uh, Plinky, Pinky Blinders. That's another good uh, crime drama on Netflix. He didn't put his name on here, but for what it's worth, I think Ted and I would both enjoy that bar. Actually, Matt, too. The Montana <laughs> Club. Like the Montana that. Club. Yeah. It just sounds right. I mean, hell, I go to a bar in my neighborhood simply called Montana. Really? Yeah. Huh. Pretty good spot. As you say, you never been in there? Nope. Yeah. I don't know. that. Do they serve? I don't know. that. I've, I'm sure they serve some food. I don't know that I ever see people eating in there. Uh, they. I've never seen anyone eat anything in there, but... I would guess they, I think in Washington, they're required to have some food on the menu. I was going to say, menu. you have to have something. I know in, in Massachusetts, you do. But that chick owns five other bars I can think of. She knows what she's doing. Yeah, man. That's a great spot. Mm-hmm. So. All right. Uh, I guess we'll check in with Matt. Hey, hey what's good? What's Matt? Whoa. Uh, before we get to what's Matt hey, hey, what's good? What's Matt? Whoa. Check out what's Matt Okay. Hey, hey, what's good? Hey, what's happening? Uh, before we get what's happening. Hey, what's good? What's happening? Whoa. <laughs> Check out what's what's happening. Uh, yeah, I had a good weekend. Um, I hadn't seen Year of the Cobra in like over a year, so I went and fixed that on Saturday night. Um, they were playing at the Fun House, and uh, yeah, it was a lot of fun. Uh, Sunday, I. Woke up and drove all the way up to Stanwood to hang out with uh, Taryn and a bunch of other people from our friends group. Uh, Josh took me in the Maverick, that like all-terrain vehicle thing. Have you guys seen that? It's Neil's. 
I've seen Neil posting pictures of it. I don't know yeah. that I've ever been in one. I so think they Maverick? call them side by sides, like that style of thing. But it's this like right because there's no back seat, right? Right, and there's... so it's not like a Gator because the Gators have like the little truck. It can be like four people, right? Um, but that thing is It's like a dirt bike. But oh, that thing looks awesome. Yeah, it it handles so it's like got crazy handling, crazy power and acceleration. Yeah, it was a ton of fun. Um and yeah, so uh got to take that for a spin for the first time. Uh and then oh yeah, I hung out with Josh on Saturday too. I went up to his house to help him work on his truck cuz he just needed help and I don't know, I just figured I'd go lend an extra set of hands and you know he knows a lot more about cars than me, but there was one point where I got to do something that he couldn't figure out how to do, and that made me feel. Did you like know that. it already, or did you have to YouTube it? No, it was he just was struggling to put the hubcap on so that it uh, like clicked into place the right way, and he was struggling with it for a while. And I was like, I got this, and I got it on the first try, and so it's some super simple dumb thing that like. I don't know. Wait, I'm with you. I can't. I don't know crap about cars. He's explaining. Yeah. So it's fun to learn, though. Like, and he's a cool dude to learn from. And so we were like YouTube and stuff. And, you know, he. Yeah. So it was a, it was a fun day. Um, overall, pretty fun weekend. And yeah. Uh, shout out to you, the Cobra. They're just the best. I think one of our listeners was there, too. Nice. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, that was pretty much it. Yeah, I was going to say, I had a weird thing Saturday. I was drinking a beer with a buddy, and there was somebody from a Seattle band, a little bigger, that we sh- that I probably should have known or whatever, but I clearly didn't. Oh, okay. Yeah. And even, like, I was talking with the bartender, and they're like, it's blah, blah, blah. I was like, do you know the band name and just not want to no. say it right now? Oh, no, okay. I can't remember, but okay. yeah. It's not as bad as the other one I did with the Pearl Jam guy. Was the Pearl? I remember the one I was telling you about hanging out with somebody, and you're like, yeah, he's also in Pearl Jam. And I was like, oh, my bad. Oh uh, really? I'll remind you. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I don't. Want, I don't want to say that name. Okay. Yeah, I remember the Alan Stone thing. Um, yeah, Alan Stone kicked over my beer. Yeah, and then I was a complete D to him. He did it by mistake. He's on in the Sea uh, um, Tac now. He His is. Voice yeah, on that airport. Yeah. <laughs> he's made it. I think he's doing okay. <laughs> Bounce back. Not worried about your fucking beer. Yeah, exactly. Just. I mean, just the. Yeah. Whatever, dude. Hey, man, that was Alan Stone. Ah, I'm a D. <laughs> Whoops. Uh, all right, well, I guess it's about that time. Boo, ba doo ba doo boo, boo. Cobb topic. Cobb topic. Nice light. Pretty easy one. Oh, also, Matt, have we been in since we were cruising in the uh, the golf cart in Palm Springs? Dude, that's right. It's been two weeks since we had a podcast. F***ing A. Yeah. Uh, that was a lot of fun. I don't know. Technically, it's a Cobb topic, but we can we talk about that? Go yeah. for it. We had a good time. Dude, we did have a good time. We were cruising in, uh, Matt's parents have like a, what, I don't know how you'd describe that golf cart. It's a, a faux car, like an Eldorado or something like that? Yeah, like a little. Oh, is it a Cadillac? No, it's a Chrysler. All right. I think. Uh, I've seen, like, I, I've never been to Palm Springs, but I've been in enough golf communities and Myrtle Beach and stuff. I've seen these. Like, you're right. Like, it's a golf cart, but it looks like a car, right? Yeah. It's got like the front end and the back end. Yeah. And the we rims. We got like 12 inch rims and, on that Yeah. Bitch. Yeah. We, so, yeah. we rolled that thing out to, uh, a restaurant with Mitch. We rolled past the hottest club in Palm Springs. Line out the door. We got to just cruise by and judge Slow them. Slow rolled them. Slow Big rolled them. Like, did you? Three yeah. miles an hour. And I was driving. I had my Rolex on. Like, yeah. Just... Pulled up hot to the restaurant. Table right at the front. Big bachelorette party sitting right there. Very fun. 
<laughs> that bachelorette party, yeah, they were at uh, they were at the restaurant we were at too. They were at the restaurant, and then when we were driving back home past that line again, we saw them in the line waiting. Did you wave or not give them the pleasure? We'd, oh no way! Mitch told us specifically to judge everyone in line, so I looked very condescendingly at the line. <laughs> he did say like, that. Like we were all better than Did he them. really? Yeah. yeah. Good for him. That's funny. Fun. That's yeah. funny. He'll judge the crap out of everybody. Yeah. He was fine. Yeah, it was great. Yeah, so we had a good time. The rest of the time I was just golfing, but got to hang out with Cobb twice. Got to hang out with Evgeny. Uh, and when we were at this, uh, we went to the street fair thing that they have at night. And there was this pull-up bar that if oh, you yes, hang on for this. two minutes, if you give them 20 bucks, they'll give you 100. And I do it. So you, just hang, you just hang like arms extended. I yeah, do it. Sure, simple. <laughs> Easy, right? Yeah. For two minutes. So I do a ton of pull-ups and I do a decent amount of dead hangs, which is exactly that. Just hanging on the bar. It's really good for you. But uh it's tough and I don't time myself. And I know two minutes feels like a longer time than it sounds like. Uh so we see a kid walk up there, very confident. Looks like a rock climber. Yeah, he had the shoulders and everything. Mm-hmm. Goes up and hangs and just nonplussed look on his face. And we're like, this guy's going to make it. Two minutes, no problem. At the one-minute mark, he's not even sweating. 110, drops. <laughs> and then we found out, we, we went up, Matt approached him, and we talked to them. And I guess, like, there's a secret twist to this thing. Yeah. Did literally, you try? Literally, it rotates once you get up there. If, you, if like, it slips at all, it'll just start spinning and it won't stop. And I also noticed it's a very thin bar, which is harder to hold on to if you have big hands. Huh. And, I mean, they're giving you $100 for $20 if you can pull it off. Like, they've got to have an edge. It's like a casino. Yeah, exactly, right? Like, they're not just handing out $80. Right. All the t- and you said it was at a street fair? Yeah. Street fair, yeah. Yeah. Like, nobody wins this. Right. So, I mean, I we think, think it's winnable. I think Did I... Did you try? No. No. Not yet. Not this time. No. We, we scouted... And then I went, we came home, I went to the pull-up bar at the gym, which admittedly is angled and has rubber grips, isn't made of thin... Oh, you didn't tell me about the rubber grips. Slightly thinner metal. I told you about it there. I didn't tell you when I told you that I hit two minutes, like, pretty easily. Like, I mean, not easily, but like, not a 10 out of 10 difficulty. Mm What did I say, like seven or eight? Yeah. in there? Yeah. So, I feel like if I can get up to three minutes, then I can go down there and take that hustler. All right. Yeah. Yeah, so. that thing was pretty thin. Just looks like it would start to really hurt after, you know, it's just tough to grip small stuff. But yeah, I think you can beat him. That's what she said. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Cobb topic. <laughs> Sorry. Um, we're going we're gonna to stick with a light one this week. I got a couple <laughs> different ones bouncing around in my head. But, um, uh, you know, we're getting to the late winter. We got, what, a week, two weeks to go of the actual winter itself. Um, and so, you know, I just thought, obviously, I'm very into the whole, uh, field of psychology, and I think it's interesting what people do to hype themselves up, psych themselves up, motivate themselves, whatever, but what is a little thing you do for yourself to cheer yourself up when you're not feeling so great? Feel free to email us, email at thepodcast.com, or hit us up on Twitter at thepodcast. What is a little thing you do to cheer yourself up? And it can be something infinitesimally small, like, you know, eating a couple uh, Werther's candies or whatever, or, you know, it could be something massive, like have sex with your wife. I don't know. Yeah, I mean. Or a neighbor's wife, whatever. The first thing that comes <laughs> to my mind really is like, like if it's been a day where I'm just not feeling great, 
I love a good, like, long, hot shower at nighttime. Oh, hell yeah. You know, just relaxing in there, steaming it all up, you know, just, just getting it on. Mm-hmm. Like, so that, that, that's one I surely love. Cause, like, it's basically free. Yeah. Like, hot showers to me are like pizza. I'll eat them when I'm sad. I'll eat them when I'm happy. Like, I shower, like if I'm in a bad mood, I shower. If I'm in a good mood, I go shower. Yeah. <laughs> dude, totally. It is cool just having a heated waterfall in your house, man. I use mine all the time. Yeah, like, I'm in a good mood right now, but the idea of going home and then just randomly, because it's cold out, like, fuck it, I'm going to take a long hot Pop shower. Pop into the free steam room. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. By the way, I have plenty of toilet paper, but people, stop buying the Dove shower foam. I don't know what that is. It's it's my exclusive soap I like to use. It was out at the QFC. It doesn't sound very... Oh, it's so exclusive, even you can't get it. Yeah. Dang. I'm pissed. Back to regular liquid soap. No mm. shower foam. Just like a plebeian. <sighs> Looking like a... Yeah. <laughs> <This is> 1999. <laughs> Welcome to the way the, the rest of us live. Welcome to the other 99%. <laughs> what about you, Matt? Uh, little thing. Well... The first thing that popped in my head, honestly, was actually a cold shower right when I wake up. I mean, you guys know I've been a little depressed lately, and I'll wake up, and it's like, get me in that fucking cold, and like, I just like embracing it. It just- Those things hurt. It brings me solely into the present moment. When I get out, I'm fired up. That's why you said, like, it, it maybe it is a little bit more, like, inspiring, but it's literally, like, I'm at the point where, like, my mood shifts oh, with, yeah. the, with embracing it. Because uh, you get stronger every time. Yeah. I've always wanted a cold plunge in my house. The showers are tough for me because they kind of sprinkle you, but a cold plunge, I'd hit that thing every morning. Lathering up and dealing with the the splashes is definitely, like, the worst part. Like, getting in, getting my face and my hair all, like, drenched is, like, just charged up for the day. It's it's super rad. Um, Throughout the day, I mean, I get to work in a gym, so luckily, like, I have the opportunity a lot of times. I'm going to (laughs) say... Because I was going to say pull-ups, Ted, but also I really <laughs> enjoy, like, heavy rows, basically pulling exercises. Um, yep. But, you know, I mean, I, I need uh, just, like, five minutes for a set of rows and, like, put on a Pantera or Hatebreed or Body Count song and, like, I'm going to be feeling better. And if I don't have clients all day, like, I'd like to smoke some weed and work out for longer, please. Yep, I hear you. That Mine definitely would be, like, a little bit of cardio, even just, like, a one-mile mi- one run. Like you instantly feel better, but yeah, yeah. Hot a- showers are my main go-to. Or yeah. wearing gloves as I do whatever I'm doing in my day, keeping your hands warm. Um, when your hands get cold, like um, your blood, you know, is flowing in to where your internal organs are, and your brain thinks that um, that you're trying to protect your internal organs, and so. I don't know. Apparently, somehow having your hands be cold affects your mood negatively. I was reading, so gloves major. Yeah, I rock gloves all the time. I wow, forgot really. Today. I would also say, too, uh, oh, man, I just forgot. What, oh, I'm a walker. So that's that's my thing, right? Like, even if I'm in, like, a really pissed off mood or, like, I'm getting in a fight with somebody. I mean, I've done this in relationships. It's like, all right, I'm going to take a walk. Yeah. Right? Just for half an hour or whatever. That, that's always been my kind of. That's how I think, too. When I'm walking, when yeah, I'm moving 100%. my body, it's much easier to rattle through thoughts, running or walking. Yeah. Yeah. I just hate running, period. Yeah. That's like cool. like like I always say, if I'm gonna run or sprint, like with ball or by chasing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, there you go. So there's episode two ninety one. I will say this, there is some, you know, obviously it's a little odd in the, the city right now. There's been some things, so there's there is a chance we might not be here next week just because honestly if the building's closed, we're we're not gonna do it. Do we also could record it like I have three microphones if you want to record it at your house or my house. 
You know, that's not a bad call. It's an option. Yeah, we could do that as well. Hell, I might need you to call up just so I could do the men's room. <sighs> oh, yeah. yeah. No worries. Just patch me in. Live <laughs> from Capitol Hill. Ted Smith reporting. <laughs> Through a laptop. <laughs> right? Uh, so there you go. Uh, seriously, though, man, everybody, wash your hands. Do the precautions. Like, no reason to freak out, but let's just... Let's beat this thing. Let's do what we can, man. You know what I mean? And, yeah, a lot of things are canceled. And enjoy I, those cheap airfares. Yeah. If you see me up on Mount Baker this weekend, uh, hopefully I haven't fallen. All right. There you go. Episode 291 for MCTP for Cobb and the Ted Smith. This is the podcast. Cheers.